the first episode of the Freedom House podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and this is... Mena. This is Ellie. I'm Austin Panter. (laughs) Shout out. We are going to be talking today on people-pleasing versus genuine servanthood. A very good question that someone submitted from our Instagram. Don't remember who actually submitted it, but if you're watching this, listening, we'll shout you out later. Um, Yeah, should we like pray and then get into it? Yeah, come on. Sure. Awesome, you got it. (laughs) Yeah, Lord, I just pray just in general, Lord, through this podcast, God, that you would just, um, you would reach many people. God, that it would be a time where we understand that walking with you um, by your spirit, it's practical um, and it's a restful thing. So God, would you just teach us? I just pray through conversation that people would learn that we can have genuine fellowship with one another and genuine fellowship with you. So Lord, we're just thankful. We're excited. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Well, let's just jump into it, huh? Let's jump in. If you guys need the mics, just... Come on, yeah. <laughs> give us a little Lego hand, that you want it, please. <laughs> so it's people pleasing versus genuine servanthood. Yeah. Yes. What is? I guess should we define people pleasing yeah. first? Sure. I guess we can all just explain <laughs> we've what we've seen, <laughs> yeah. what we've seen, and what we've done. I think for me, people pleasing has been like such a huge part of my testimony in general. Of, I think, when you first get saved zeal comes in like immediately where you're just like excited to serve the Lord. (laughs) But then quickly it turns into understanding that when you serve people underneath the banner of the Holy spirit, that there's a reaction that comes with it, which easily feeds pride easily feeds like, man, bro, when I operate in the Holy spirit, people get wrecked. And then you're like, (laughs) all of a sudden it turns to me. Yeah. And I think the issue with that is, asking yourself the question, looking internally is when I'm serving the Lord, does it come from a genuine heart of wanting to honor him or is it for the sake of getting a reaction? And that's like, that's the difference. So I think people pleasing itself is, um, sometimes serving from like a pure heart before the sake of getting a reaction out of someone and for the sake of getting, um, people to like you, which at the end of the day is, it's just prideful. Yeah. Or false humility, one of the two. So, yeah. That's so good. I think, too, because, like, my testimony of, like, people-pleasing was the deep root that I was going to disappoint people. And then when you add, like, Jesus into that, like, this fear that I was like, okay, if people know I'm a believer and I'm a Christian and I'm doing this for them and it goes wrong or it's not the way it should be done, they're going to look to the Lord and then be disappointed in Jesus. And so, like, this deep fear came of, like, I'm going to be the disappointment or people are going to look at Jesus and be the disappointment because they looked at me. Um, and literally yeah. like would one it would hold me back from I feel like fully serving the Lord because I always came with that thought of people first then Jesus mm-hmm. but when you switch it like when it's Jesus first and if it's truly Jesus like you said yeah you will never fail people you might disappoint people because it's like they don't want it, but it's never going to be from a wrong place. And so that was always to shift that of like okay Lord well if I love you I'm going to love people, but it's like, I need to love him better. So I actually can love people better. But Mm -hmm. that was kind of my road of people pleasing of just like, just this deep fear of like, I'm going to hurt you or I'm going to disappoint you. And so like, I'm going to do everything and anything to keep Mm -hmm. your love and to keep your approval, 
even if it's at the sake of disappointing the Lord first, you know? Wow. Yeah. I feel like in my walk with the Lord, people pleasing really came in because I'm a peacemaker. Mm. And so conflict is always (laughs) something that has been just a fear of mine. And I've had to walk through that on with the Lord. But for me, it's always been, okay, I don't want to be rejected. And so what can I do to not be rejected? And that's where the people pleasing came in. And so it's like, there's such a deeper root when it comes to people pleasing because it's like pride and it comes with the disappointment, but it's so easy to even hide behind the lie to yourself of, Oh no, like I just want to love them. Well, I want to serve them genuinely, but actually it's from the place of false humility and wanting to make peace and avoid conflict at all costs. So that person can like you. So you're not having to face the potential rejection if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I think in my own life, my, my story definitely revolves more to like kind of incorporated both of what y'all are saying, but mine was, um, I got bullied in high school. And so a lot of like insecurity came into my life because of that, but also because I was bullied, it was a lot of rejection of like wanting to be in the popular group, but like wanting to be cool with the cool kids. And, um, I was like the new kid at my private school. And so it was like, everyone else had been there for like 12 plus years. And I was just this kid coming in and was like, they were like, who is this guy? And so because of that, a lot of rejection, a lot of bullying. And so a lot of insecurity. And I think from there started to shift my interactions with people of like, um, just like wanting to seek like their validation in order to not feel rejected and in order to not feel insecure. Um, and that was really where the root of my people pleasing. And honestly, it's literally something that the Lord walked me through literally like two weeks ago. So <laughs> praise God. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So that's like my story, but that's so good. I think what Ellie was saying of people pleasing itself, it actually hinders you from having genuine fellowship yeah. with people. Yeah. And like, that's the issue, the deeper issue of like genuine fellowship with God comes at the expense of us being honest. Mm -hmm. And when that doesn't happen inside of friendship, Mm -hmm. you'll notice. And I think conflict's a whole separate like (laughs) conversation. (laughs) So that'll be another episode for sure. (laughs) But understanding like when you're not, when you decide to walk in that fear of hurting someone's feelings, you hinder actually living in right fellowship with people. Mm. And what happens with that is like, naturally you're just going to continue to just be in this place of like wanting to be the peacemaker and your feelings come at the expense of that. Your friendships don't go deep. And then all of a sudden you're just people pleasing and no one actually knows you and they don't know what like hurts you. They don't know who you are on the inside. And that's, I think that's the repercussions of living underneath people pleasing in itself. Um, and you just keep like you meet people with this person who you think they're going to want. And then you change from (laughs) group to group. It's like my church friends, like this is how I'm going to be my ministry friends. This is how I'm going to be my family. This is how I'm going to be my relationships. This is how I'm going to be. And you keep going. And then you get this whirlwind of like, who am I? You got like seven personalities. Cause it's like, (laughs) I'm not actually who I need to be. I'm just going to be who my parents want me to be or who. And I think too, it's like this thing of like some of these people in your life, 
life, yes, should affect who you are and like some good, incredible people. But at the end of the day, it's like, is the Lord speaking into that identity or is your community, is your surrounding, is your job, is, is, that, is that what builds your identity? And like you said, you'll never have genuine friendships or relationships if you're actually not who you are because you change it from group to group to group to group. And then ultimately you meet with the Lord, you go to his presence and you be whoever he needs you to be. Okay, I'll clean up, I'll fix it. And people, you know, go, I think, in places of church and stuff yeah. and be this cleaned up person and are deeply broken. I'm like, the Lord, he wants you broken too. Like, you don't have to be no, perfect, but yeah. that's how you go into each relationship. With, and that's when I realized with people pleasing, I'm like, this actually, in wanting to love people or please people and me thinking it's such a good thing, I'm actually harming so many relationships in my relationship with the Lord so much. Gosh, yeah. And it's, it's about choosing to remain in the shallow end and not going actually deep with people. But I think when people pleasing becomes our identity, it's, we don't actually know how to sit rightly in the presence of the Lord Yeah. because we're consistently going to be in a place of, okay, I only know how to please the people around me. So that's all I know to bring to the Lord. Yes. And then it becomes this religion of, okay, I haven't sat with the Lord today. I haven't pleased him mm. when actually that's not the voice of the father. Yeah. Like he, that's not the character. That's, that's not what right. he's going to say to us. And so it actually does take a whole stepping back an actual reflective point of Lord search my heart, yeah. know me, where is this people pleasing coming in? Because that's not who any of us are. Yeah. Like that is the flesh trying to lay off any offense and trying to be pleasing to everybody around us. And yeah. Ultimately, that's not what the Lord asks of us. Yeah. What do y'all like? Because that line is fine. But like where what was that line for y'all that not being a people pleaser, but serving people well, but also knowing like the Lord is my the one I'm really serving. So through all of it, it's for the glorification of the kingdom and for his name. But like where where do you guys think is that line of like, how do I love people and actually care about them and with pride existing yeah, and like you said when you work in you're working in the spirit like the lord does move and so it's like where how have y'all as you all have walked in ministry and just walked with the lord what how do you guys balance that because it is it can be yeah. a fine line i think i think scripture has been like the heart yeah. of it of understanding like what does the bible actually say what is jesus's words yeah. and how to love people from a sacrificial place, but he was never prideful, which is like unreal to even think about. But um, (laughs) yeah, Philippians two, I wanted to read and it's Philippians two, five through um, 10 or nine. Honestly, all of Philippians 2, just read it. But just read the whole book. Philippians 2, (laughs) Philippians 2, 5, it says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, Mm. but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. Mm. (laughs) He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. And so like seeing that even Jesus himself took this position of humility yeah. of like, no, I'm willing, I'm willing to wake up and die yeah. daily 
he took the ultimate sacrifice and actually died. But I think in our own personal lives, from a practical sense, waking up and choosing death, Galatians 2.20, right? Talks about it's no longer I who live, but Christ, um, you know, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so I think talking about this subject without the authority of the Holy Spirit in our life is nothing because you can't do it. Like at the end of the day, you just can't do it. (laughs) Literally not possible. (laughs) Having to wake up and say, okay, Lord, number one, I'm going to bear my cross today. I'm going to die. But then from there, Lord, would you just show me who to love and how to love? I think all of us, we've become very accustomed to like, personality types of like, this is who I am. This is my Enneagram. This is my Enneagram. This is, <laughs> and again, like it, I think it's good to know who you are yeah, and like how you operate naturally, but that doesn't mean that's how God always wants to use you. For sure. And understanding like sacrificial love looks like looking different. Yeah. And so it's like, Lord, if I'm walking in the daily and Holy Spirit's like, I want you to go love this person, go buy them a meal or um, come to them and actually go to their house and do yard work for them because they need help. Like yeah. understanding the simplicity of God speaking and doing it despite your own personality type. Mm. That's the difference of like, I think that's how you kind of stay outside of it. Like you stay outside of the people pleasing of yeah. you realize that when you love sacrificially in a way that's not common to you, you don't, it's, you don't really people please. Like when yeah. you're like sacrificially loving, you're in that place of like, God, I need your help. Yeah, I, <laughs> I literally need you. No, you know? So I think, I think to add funny. on to that, um, I, this was something that I walked through, uh, fairly recently. Like I said, literally the past two weeks, the Lord has just been working in this in my own life. But, um, I remember there was one point a couple of weeks ago where I was just like feeling like people pleasing. Like I was like feeling it come up in my heart and I was like, Lord, why is this coming up in my heart? Like I was just like kind of running to him of like, I'd need this to get worked out. And I was like, I, I felt like he asked me to just look up if people pleasing is actually in the Bible. I was like, is that word even in the Bible? And he led me to Colossians, um, three, um, which is, I've just been in Colossians three for the past like <laughs> month, honestly, but, um, Colossians three, 22 through 23 three, um, actually 20 through 24, never read this before. It's talking about, you know, bond servants and, um, you know, kind of slaves, masters, that kind of thing. Um, and so in that, it, in our context of culture, it doesn't really apply to us, but the message of like the heart behind this really spoke to me. And so I'll just read it, um, and kind of share with you guys what the Lord like put on my heart. But, um, starting verse 22, it says bond servants obey in all things, your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord, Lord Christ. But he who does, he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there's no partiality. And so I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, people pleasing is literally in the Bible. Like he's literally talking about it. I pleasers. But I love the, I love the terminology that they, that the writer of Colossians put it in because it's like I pleasers, like you want eyes looking at you. And so you're doing it all for the pleasure of your eyes. And then he says, or sorry, not I pleasers, I service and men pleasers. That's an even, I mean, I service you're doing, you're serving so that you can be seen and your heart is men pleasing. But then it says, but do it actually serve in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And so I think the line that I, that the Lord really like put in my heart was, 
fearing God is where the service starts. I yeah. think that's where like, you know, when you're talking about people pleasing versus genuine servanthood, if you're fearing God, you're probably going to be walking in genuine yes. servanthood. But if you're not fearing the Lord, you're going to be fearing man and walking as yeah. men pleasers. And, um, I service, you know, what it says in Colossians, but, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things I, I thought that was so cool in this too was verse 24 says, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And so like, there's actually a reward yeah. when we fear God and walk in genuine servanthood um, and don't fear man. Like the Lord like longs to actually reward us for that with his inheritance, which is himself. <laughs> so it's like you, it's this full circle type of thing. But um, yeah, I think fearing God and just the heart posture behind how you're serving is just the, the biggest, um, the biggest like line in the sand. And going off of that, I think one good gauge for this is just asking yourself, where are your eyes fixed? Yeah. Yeah. And if our eyes are fixed on ourselves, we're constantly just going to be wondering what everybody around us is thinking. We're mm-hmm. going to be wondering what impressions we're giving off. But when we actually fix our eyes on the Lord, we actually allow him to give us his heart and his eyes for people. And when we actually can see the people around us through the lens of Jesus, we can genuinely love them where we actually want to serve them. Yeah. And unless we actually want to serve them from the posture of receiving the Lord's heart from them, it's always going to be from a self-serving place. And so it really does come down to where are your eyes fixed and what's your heart posture in this? Because if I'm looking at for self-benefit and I'm looking just so people can like me, then my eyes aren't fixed on the Lord. Yeah. 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 And kind of even taking it back to like, being dead, it's like, is, is there anything in this world that means more to you than Jesus of like, even in the physical and the practical. And it's like, cause I think sometimes we, we die on a Sunday morning and we're like, I'll go to church. <laughs> Lord, I'll do this I'll for you. You know? Yeah. Like I'll <laughs> sacrifice this. And, but then we people please, cause it, like you said, practically it's like, is your eyes fixed on the Lord or the things of this world? And so then when your reward comes, are you being rewarded by the things of this world or by the Lord. Um, And that's where I think for me, even like as I people pleased, I held such in my hands so tightly the things of the world. And so I wanted the rewards of the world. And so when I served, I wanted the, the physical, you know, claims of congratulations. That was so good. You did so well in this area. But it was because I was serving from a place of the world and in the flesh. But it's like when you do, like you said, like when you fear the Lord and you serve from that place, your reward is in heaven and it's like a deeper unification with Jesus. And it's just like, and that's enough. And I think that's where having to be so real with ourselves that I'm like, is he enough for you? That like, if he is the only reward you ever receive, are you okay with that? And there was a point I had to come and I was like, nope, like, I'm going to be so real. Like if, if it was just me and you for the rest of my life, like, Lord, you're not enough. And I had to walk through that, but to be real and honest with the Lord, to be like, no, uh, like you, I haven't, but, and then the deeper you go with him, the more starving you become. And I think that's when it's like, practically you have to look out. If the things of the world matter to you, then the rewards of the world are going to matter to you. If the things of heaven matter to you, the rewards of heaven are going to matter. And so to balance it, that's how I'd be like, okay, Lord, I'm going to wake up and I'm choosing to die today. So like, if you're going to choose to work in me in ways I didn't, I'm like, uh, okay, I guess we're going to do this. Letting him, because like, I'm not holding anything but Jesus, you know? I think this is something that like, it's, it's so easier said than done, right? Like we say it, 
we say it, but like we yeah. live in a we live in a culture that is craves to be relatable, yes. like sure. craves to be understood by people around us. And so our natural tendency is to stoop lower into the world mm -hmm. so that we can be understood by men. Yeah. And I think that's just like so countercultural to what Jesus actually yeah. taught. Um, and so having to be willing to, I think number one, be willing to look different, yeah. Yeah. be willing to, you know, quote unquote, be misunderstood yeah. by man so that you can be known by God. Mm. And that's like such a hard heart cry. Like, I think asking that question, like you're asking, are you willing, like, are you willing to be understood by the world or under misunderstood, sorry, by the world or misunderstood by men, um, so that you can be known by the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just different, right? Like it's just such a different heart cry and that produces you being willing to like start saying no to things, Yeah. which is like a whole another practical part of it of like the willingness for you to say no to going and hang out with friends because you actually know in your heart, you're weary right now. Yeah. You need time with the Lord. You need to go to your room and shut the door and be in God's presence. Yeah. You know that in this season of life, like you can't just keep pouring out because your cup's empty. Mm. Um, but again, that's like so countercultural to what we've been taught yeah. of like, no, I'll show up to everything so that I can be seen and known. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's hard. I think too, even, um, I have a comment and then a question to ask you guys about this. So I think too, one thing that I was thinking of as you were talking about that was just being okay with not being the loudest person in the room, like <laughs> not being the center of attention. I think that's like, everyone wants to be the center of attention these days. Like we all want to be, you know, we all want to be the, the TikTok star, the famous YouTuber. We all want to just people to look at us, but it's like being okay with walking into a room and like, this is super practical. Just like, just being you and just walking in, not like trying to get people's attention or, you know, have people look at you, but like, just, you know, living a, what's the Francis Chan says it, living a quiet life, Yes, you know, like yes. living a quiet life, being humble and just being yourself. Yes. But the question I was thinking of, um, as just a more practical thing, what does it look like, um, in regards to people pleasing versus genuine servanthood to set your eyes on the Lord? Like you were saying, Ellie, like what is practically, what is setting our eyes upon the Lord look like and how do we do that? in the, in specifically in the context of people pleasing versus genuine servanthood. Take it away. I think it's genuinely just asking the Lord. Yeah. Like it, it says, be slow to speak and quick to listen mm -hmm. in that context. Like how much of that scripture actually reigns true in your life mm -hmm. and everything that you're bringing the Lord into of like, even when it comes to good things, what was that scripture I was reading this weekend of like, all things are lawful for us, yeah. but not all are helpful of understanding that like, okay, like underneath the new covenant, like there's a lot of good things that we can be a part of ministry, like awesome stuff. But like how much of it are we bringing the Lord into saying, God, like, are you desiring for me to go and hang out with this group right now? Are you desiring for me to go and like pour into a friend because like that is naturally in my flesh, something that I want to do, or you're actually calling me to. Um, and I think that's when it, that's that natural tendency of like, I'll just do it because I'm good at it yeah. versus like, yeah. Lord, you, you show me what you want from me. And then he, and then he tells you, and then you're like that when you bring the Lord into it and he tells you what to do, you'll automatically stay in rest, yeah. which is like such a different, yeah, it's the abiding. Um, 
So I guess that's my answer. And I think too, sometimes our need to be used by Jesus surpasses our need for him. So it's like, if someone's like, Hey, I want you to lead this. I want you to be a part of this. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. Cause it's like, we're, I think even in just our generation, we've made aesthetic to be in ministry and to serve Jesus. And I've seen people who need to rest, who need to breathe, who our cups are so empty, but it's like, no, I need to do this because this is what I'm called to. But I'm like, you're called to Jesus way before you're called. Yeah. Before to anything else. So it's like in keeping your eyes, not even something for me, that's been in a busy season of getting to serve the Lord that I'm like, not even from serving from a half full cup or like on there, but like an overwhelming, like that is an abundance that it's like, so that I can say like, no, I need to sit back here and spend time with Jesus. So there's never a place where I'm like, like I could go forever. And it's like, I'm overflowing because that's how much time I'm spending with the Lord. But I think sometimes I've just in our generation now, it's just so popular and it's so incredible to be in ministry and to be a part that people focus on that before they actually focus on Jesus and to look at him. So it's like, are you serving because you need something? And it's like, well, if I don't serve, what are people going to think? Like I'm called to this and people know I'm called to it. And I have these incredible giftings and da, 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 da. And we pursue that and we pursue to be used. And it's like, I'll serve at church. I'll lead at church. I'll do this. Cause it's like, I can't stop. Cause if I stop, then who am I? And I'm like, that's a problem. You know, like that's a problem right there. So it's like, that's when your focus isn't on Jesus anymore. It's on the calling or the identity. Um, and like literally that question of like, how do you stay? And it's like yeah. where you're willing that if, if you are empty and you're not there, I'm going to drop the thing that I'm like, yep. cause I'm not saying like, and none of us are here being like, if you're called to something, yeah, passionately pursue and be like, Jesus, I know you've given this to yeah. me. That just can't come above the Lord. It can't. Yeah. I think going back to Colossians three, starting in verse one, it says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things that are above, not on things of this earth for you Mm -hmm. have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And it's like, this is actually where we get to step into our inheritance, where we get to step into our portion of having the mind of Christ, because if we're staying in our flesh, we're staying in in the old man, we're consistently going to have the mind of flesh, the mind of being human. But when we actually can step into the mind of Christ with the Lord, that's when we can actually set our eyes on him and consistently stay in the identity that he's given us. Yeah. Even like with being so focused on ministry and like pursuing, you know, giftings, callings and ministry and like not setting or setting that above the Lord. I think even that in a sense is people pleasing to self. Like it's, it's man pleasing to yourself, whether it's not, whether it's, if it's outside the context of yourself or to yourself, you're still pleasing man. Yeah. And it's like second Corinthians five talks about, you know, we make it our aim to be well pleasing to God. Yeah. And it's like, that is, that is our aim. And that's not out of religion. That's not out of, you know, doing things aside from the heart and presence of Jesus. But that's like, I, Hey, I love God so much that I'm going to make it my aim and everything I do to be pleasing to him. And so if that, if pleasing him is, you know, setting aside my guitar for one night and actually just sitting in the back and receiving from him, I'm going to do that. If that's, you know, taking a step out of this ministry for a sabbatical and, and taking time to just reset and let my cup be filled up from the Lord, that's pleasing to him. Do it. Like anything that he says is pleasing to him, 
that's what you want to follow and that's what you want to do. And also that comes with hearing the voice of the Lord, which we should definitely do another, um, another podcast on that. Cause I feel like that is an essential thing in this of like, how do you actually hear the Lord when he tells you, you know, what is pleasing to him and that's, you know, getting to know his heart and stuff. But you know, it's, if you're pleasing yourself, that's still people pleasing. It's not genuine servanthood. (laughs) Yeah. How long have we been going? I can't tell. 20, (laughs) 28 minutes. Nice. That's crazy. That's That's solid. Yeah. I also, I think you can rest in serving Jesus. Yeah. And I think people are like, well, I have this big thing though. I can't rest. And it's like, if it's ministry that's unto Jesus, it, it should be restful. And I, I know. And like I said, we yeah, all know like, we, we've done it together. <laughs> like we've served in places that I'm like, I am striving so hard right now, but it's like, like in all of this, like the beauty of like scripture and it's like, cause it's like within Jesus, we can like, you should be able to rest and it's, you shouldn't have started ministry and it's a month in and you're dead You're dying. It, because yeah. it's like, uh, you've, have you done it with the Lord? And yeah. so I think to actually practically know you can rest with the Lord and serve him yeah. full heartedly. I'm not saying you're not going to be busy, but because it comes from him, there's no striving attached. Yes. He's the one who's giving the energy. He's the one that's giving it. And I think too, it's as even as friends and as leaders and as people who get to watch people, it's like on us to know that like someone needs to take a break that, and that's discernment. Cause I think sometimes I've been in a place where I've served cause I'm like, I'm seeing outcome and I'm seeing progress. Yeah. And I, that's where I've seen like the Lord doesn't take away your gifting simply because you stop walking with him. Yeah. And so that's the discernment on us to be like, hold on. Yeah. I'm seeing out and I'm seeing fruit, but it, it, I should stop and I need to stop. And I think that's where sometimes it's like, well, no, when I'm not seeing fruit, then I'll take a break. Cause it, like the Lord's obviously working, but it's like, and that's on the discernment of pastors and leaders who get to be over these people in ministry to be like, I can discern Yes, you're you're being productive. I just want to like kind of the word, not even have bearing fruit, but you're being productive. But you still need a break. So like, yeah. don't wait till you're not seeing fruit anymore to stop. Yeah. You can walk away from the Lord. I've seen people who walk, have walked away from the Lord, yeah. and people still gather around them and people hear from them because it's like that doesn't go away simply because you decide to walk away. Right. He doesn't give a gift that he's like, all right, I'm going to take back. Yeah. And so to just discern of like rest, and you can still do it. Yeah. I think just to wrap it up, like looking at our own life um, and understanding that like, this is not just for people that are in ministry. This is like a, this is the everyday. This is with your families. This is with your friendships. This is with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wives, your husbands. Like this is, and having to look at, I think we were talking about religion and I think Mm -hmm. there's a misunderstanding of religion. A lot of times we hear that word and we're like, what does that actually mean? And we heard in a, I heard in a podcast recently that really helped me comprehend what is actually, when we say religion, what does that mean? And it was like doing the things of God without the presence of God. Yeah. And that was like the, (laughs) that's it. That's it. Like that's, that's literally what it is. And I think having to look inwardly at our own lives is for everybody. Like, is that my life? Is that my life? And what areas of my life does that saying or that quote reflect like am i doing the things of god without him yeah and it's possible um and so letting it provoke something in you of like lord okay i'm willing to make a change i'm willing to allow you holy spirit to come in and change my direction even in ministry even in my job even in my family and my relationships for the sake of knowing you 
and for the sake of bringing honor to you and everything that I do and say. Mm. Um, so yeah. So good. <laughs> well, anyone else got anything? That was good. <laughs> Thank Come you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I'll wrap it up with a verse. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Ellie. <laughs> From Galatians 1, it's Paul speaking. Verse 10. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Hey. 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 Paul said That's it. the whole Paul podcast right My there. My drop done. <laughs> well, so, yeah. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's your verse for the week. Go <laughs> go chew on that with the Lord for yeah, the rest of the cool. week and ask him if you're people pleasing and or if you're genuinely serving him <laughs> yeah. and see what he says. Yep. Let the Holy Spirit convict you. Um, see y'all soon. See y'all soon. We love you guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. One more thing. Oh. We're going to post on our Instagram another story of topics. If you're listening to this right now, I'll look into the camera. If you're listening or watching this right now, <laughs> go on our Instagram. And when we post that, send a topic in because yeah. we, we want to, we want to answer the topics and the practical things that you guys want us to talk about. And so, um, send us some topics and we'll try and be back next week with another podcast. Yeah. Come on. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.